Well, okay, so if you if you remove the little nubbin at the top, it's like a little stem end. Looks like um, an umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one of those either. Well, I mean, when a baby's born and they you cut the umbilical cord, they get a little scab. And Unsubscribe. Looks, <laughs> Unsubscribe. And it looks just like the nubbin of an avocado. Uh, so anyway, it, it, okay, sorry. Welcome to Down the Hatch. This is Christopher, and I'm here with Amanda. Jules is not here this week, and um, and we miss her, and we're sending her love. Yes, and uh, she'll be back next week. Um, so to get us going, Amanda did a, a social media exp- is it an experiment, or kind you of an just, experiment. Or, I just like to make people mad, or is it just boredom? Was it a bit of- yes, entirely a bit of both. So unpopular opinions. Yes, it's or- my favorite. And I put it out there and I say, you know, these are mine. And then what are yours? Is that how it looks when you do that kind of thing? Yeah. yeah you just do like see all. Huh. He's looking at the, uh, you know, when you do an Instagram poll, it tells you all of your, if you go to see all, it gives you all your responses in like a little grid. So my three unpopular opinions that got a lot of hate were blue cheese is farts plus week old gym socks. That's wrong. <laughs> One of the haters. Um, that tomato soup is totally overrated. It's oh. one note and it, and it makes me sweat and I can't eat it. A hundred percent. Yay. Okay. And then number three was mayonnaise does not belong in a burger. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't, I don't think I have any thoughts on that. Really? Yeah. Like either way? I don't think so. Okay. Because when you know when it, sometimes a mayonnaise. I don't like hot mayonnaise. That's my thing. So like burgers are really supposed to be hot. And if you're slapping on mayonnaise, it gets warm. And I think there's like a CDC recommendation about warm mayonnaise. Really? Wait. Don't turn your head at me like I was supposed. Okay. When I was last (laughs) reading the CDC website, I happened to miss the mayonnaise. Do you know what's really funny? I was on the CDC website all day yesterday for work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a little different. I think we're going through a pandemic right now. That's probably what your focus was. Are we? Yes. Well, um, I don't care about the mayonnaise. No, you I, I know that it's not supposed to be stored at like, well, you know. Well, it's eggs in it, right? Yeah. Can you make mayonnaise from other eggs other than chicken eggs? Of course. You can make duck egg mayonnaise. You can make ostrich egg mayonnaise, although I think it'd fill up the whole bowl. That's disgusting. What, can you ostrich make, eggs? Can you make mayonnaise out of... I've made homemade mayonnaise. It's delicious. No, but have you made It's like it? a totally different animal from, you know, jarred mayonnaise, though. Okay. It's but like what a- about, can you, could you technically make mayonnaise out of fish eggs? I mean, technically you could, right? No. Why not? Because mayonnaise is made out of egg yolks and fish eggs don't have yolks unless they're they inside do. the fish. They're real small. They're very hard to separate. You need children. <laughs> you need your children. You need tiny hands. Um, yeah, I don't have an, I don't, I don't care about mayonnaise, honestly. Like people have this big like, oh, I'm dead against it or I'm for it or whatever. I get the whole dipping the fries in it thing. It's not too, I never asked for it, but I'll, I'll dip once in a I while. I would if I was in Belgium. But probably not here because mm-hmm. Belgium is going to give you some good mayonnaise. Absolutely. Yeah. But the tomato soup thing, tomato, as we say, across. <laughs> but the you pu- really don't say across it. the pound. Uh, I agree with that completely. Does it make you sweat, too? It makes I, my face hot and like prickly. I and then it makes me sweat. I just I don't I don't know if it makes me sweat, but it does make me it gives me a sore throat. Huh. Yeah. And it's not good. 
No, it's not good. And people rave about it. They're like, oh, I could really do with some tomato soup today or whatever. And yeah, the whole like, tomato soup and grilled cheese thing. Right. It's made up. A lot of the food in this country is just invented. Like hot dogs. <laughs> it's just garbage, right? Tomato soup. Uh, okay. Is, is, it, is it? I think... I want to know the history behind tomato soup because I feel like somebody created it in a real, in a, you know, in a real pinch. They're like, Oh yeah. They had like a can of tomatoes and some like yeah. broth and they were like, I need to mix these together. And then it just became this kind of like thing, this tradition of like, Oh yeah, tomato soup. It's one of those, but what people aren't talking about or not admitting is that it's disgusting. I mean, it, I wouldn't go so far as to say disgusting. I think you're even going farther than I am. It just like deadly. It's deadly. No, I'll eat. You put it in front of me, I'll eat it. But I don't okay. like the chunky one. Okay. Where did tomato soup originate? It originated in the region of Andalusia in southern Spain. Gazpacho is widely consumed in Spanish cuisine. Huh. So apparently it came from gazpacho. So Americans, I love gazpacho actually because it's not, I mean, you put like all sorts of delicious stuff in there and it's not just like. But the name makes it sound like it's from like Russia. Gazpacho. Oh, yeah. You know, but it's not. No, it's not. Although, the, well, the southern, the southern, well, in Spain, I guess they had a period. What, what year? Mm, hold on. Because they were a little wild at one point in Spain, right? They were give, they were done with all that communism stuff for a little bit. So they might have, that's my word. Maybe where it comes from. Uh, uh, the first published tomato soup is mentioned in, in 1857. 1857, huh? But that's like our, our tomato soup. Whereas like gazpacho is probably from like way, 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 way before that. It doesn't huh. give me a date though. I just wonder what the, what they were doing when they were like, all right, oh, look, we've, are you, no, somebody, someone's kid stepped on some tomatoes and they picked <laughs> them up and then they were like, wait a minute, this is delicious. Let's heat this up. And the thing is, I love tomatoes. Tomatoes are one of my favorite foods, Uh huh. but I can't do tomato soup. And what, and to just to quickly dive back to the cheese, the For, fart cheese. Oh yes. The fart what's cheese. the, what's the problem there? The farts and the, and the, and the gym socks and the, and the just general, like, this is a foul food that no one should be eating. Is this the one you keep trying over and over again? Just I to keep, see if I, well, I keep trying all, I mean, I, I honestly do not have a, a wide variety of foods that I don't like. And so I keep con- trying to convince myself that if I try them enough, because this is what happened with olives. When I was a kid, even like a teenager, I didn't like olives. I thought they were gross. But I kept trying them, and as an adult, I love olives. So I thought the same thing was going to happen with blue cheese, and it has not. It, it still might. It's just not. It still might, because it is actually delicious, and I think... But what's delicious about it? I mean, it really, really... Well, what's the... I mean, look, there's tons of cheese out there that doesn't have a great taste to it, like, uh, or a smell, like... No, I, li- I like other stinky cheeses. I just can't... I, it's like the foot. It, it smells like and tastes like feet. I just think you have a mental block and you need to get over it. Well, I mean, if you actually looked it up, you would see that the same bacteria is in blue cheese as is in between our toes. So there actually is scientific like. What's wrong with it between our toes? Do you snack on that? I'm, I, 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 I would. <laughs> my Dogs do. Dogs Next time you should, get, you should get a nice wheel of brie and then smear some toe jam on it and see if you can mm. make some blue cheese by yourself. You know, I used to be able to put my foot in my mouth. Like physically, not. I mean, I've always been. I was about to say you do that a lot. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if I could do that anymore. Put my foot in my mouth. You need to stretch. 
I stretch all the time because I can't sleep if I don't stretch. Okay. Um, well, all right. Well, those are- Keep trying. What, was there, what other unpopular opinions did you get from other people? Oh, yeah. So that was the best. It was like, obviously, they weighed in on my unpopular opinions and uh, most of them were unpopular, meaning the majority was against me. But I did have some really good um, kind of input from other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of like, you know, I don't like this. I don't like that. But like a lot of people are against gumbo. Interesting. I know, especially here. Hmm. Like gumbo is overrated. I hate gumbo. Gumbo is gross. Wow. Like a, a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a. I just don't eat gumbo enough to have. I love gumbo. Uh, I mean. What's in gumbo? Sausage? Well, I mean, you either have your um, seafood gumbo. So it's going to have like oysters and crawfish and shrimp. And, you know. I think I don't like the oysters in gumbo. Now, I mean, now you're mentioning I have to it. say, like, I don't cooked oysters are not actually my favorite. I love a char grilled oyster, but I don't I don't necessarily want like a soup with oysters in it. I prefer them raw. But um And they'd be cooked. And also they I feel like they'd be really Yeah, they just kind of get like all wibbly wobbly. Wibbly wobbly. You <laughs> you could make a gumbo and call it wibbly wobbly. You could. Uh what else is there? So we got gumbo. That's yes. that's interesting. I don't know if it's I mean, I'm not going to bring up like the actual companies that are the the restaurants that people are talking about. Oh, are they like, actually named restaurants? Well, like there's a certain, you know, um, chicken place that has three syllables that somebody said was overrated, even though it's like widely celebrated. Oh, you can just say it. I mean, yeah. So like somebody said that Chick-fil-A is overrated. Um, oh. You know, that which, is, is, which but, is an interesting. But that's OK. That is that is a legit unpopular opinion. Cause it and, totally is. And no Chick-fil-A doesn't care for a second that we named them <laughs> because they already know their stuff's good. And that person, whoever they are, I think you should name them. Name the person. No, I'm not going to name the person. Somebody nearby? Someone in this? Somebody? No, actually, no, nope, not nearby. Mm-mm. So actually, I really liked this one. So um, somebody on Instagram said, I do not like the smell of hot cheese and some textures of melted cheese I can't get past. So we had this whole conversation mm. about how she couldn't eat pizza when it was like she could eat it cold and she could eat it hot, uh-huh. but she couldn't eat it lukewarm because of the texture of the cheese. I find people's like textural aversions to be really fascinating. Yeah, really. I mean, I, I kind of get what she's going there. Like a real, for me, a really, really hot cheese on a, not hot cheese, but like a hot pizza that's got like runny cheese on yeah. it. And maybe it's just set very slightly, just to keep it together. But once you get to that, like this pizza is an hour old oh, texture. Yeah, I can't do it. The texture, well, it depends what kind of cheese you use, and it depends what kind of pizza. Because some pizzas are great the next day. Some, it's mm. like you might as well be eating kind of a soft plastic. Yeah, I actually don't do cold pizza. Like I can't, I cannot. Once I, a- I have a tip for you then. No, go on. Sorry, you finish. No, I just I can't eat cold pizza. Like people, are, you know, there's this thing where like you should eat pizza for breakfast instead of, instead of having cereal or something because it's healthier. What is it? Well, some cereals are. Well, yeah, because cereals are full of sugar. Remember, we talked about sugar yeah. a couple episodes ago. Um, and and so like nutritionists are saying like pizza is actually a healthier breakfast than cereal. But that's a sidebar. Um, I can't. You know, if if we have leftover pizza, I would have to put it in the oven. And like melt the cheese, yeah. remelt the cheese. Uh, yeah. But a lot of people say that they love cold pizza. Like it's a thing. It's okay. I mean, I'm not going to lose my mind over it. No, but like some people want to have cold pizza. Like they look forward to the cold pizza yeah. the next day, which I can't do. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm glad. See, well, see, as a, you know, a straight white bachelor or whatever you want to call me, I 
it's quite often have pizza in my sure, fridge and, awesome. it, and it's good Convenient. that it's there because oftentimes there's nothing else right so i, I get i'm happy Except but if, for cheese but if there was <laughs> there's usually always cheese i haven't even been eating a lot of cheese recently but my my tip to you mm-hmm. ty is you take one slice of pizza you do put a little olive oil in a pan right mm-hmm. and you know what i'm going i'm just i'm just i'm just kind of like lightly frying the pizza oh okay but like just a little wait crisp- like an actual like saute pan yeah Huh. Um, well, no, a regular pan that you put bacon in. That's a saute pan. Okay, yeah. So I, just, thought, I, mean, I mean, yeah, so like I heat my pizza in the oven on a sheet pan. Different than what you're talking about. You're putting it on the stove. Yes. In a the whole saute thing. pan. And then you can you can get the cheese back and you can um, melt it a little bit where you get that nice crispy cheese that everybody loves. And if you don't love it. Oh, I love crispy cheese. Who doesn't like crispy cheese? Well, I'm sure somebody else does. That would have been not. a good unpopular opinion, not liking crispy cheese. But it's funny that she said she didn't like the smell of hot cheese. I think that's really funny. Yeah, I know. I suddenly can't think of the smell <laughs> of hot cheese. Well, I can't either. But the next time I melt cheese, I'm going to be like, do you think hmm, it's true? Do tr- I like that or do I not? Is it true that the cheese sets off the same thing in our brain as heroin? I heard that once. They're like, it has the same trigger. I heard that about sugar. Okay, it's probably just all the same place, but cheese is but like... But just like food that isn't kind of indulgent and like not so great for us. Like mm-hmm. high fat stuff, high sugar yeah. stuff, high cholesterol what, What's stuff. that? What is that about? Like what, I mean, is it, this is, there's probably a book on this somewhere, right? But what, why is probably it? many. Why is it that all the things that are really unhealthy for us are the things that make us feel great and we're just not like really like great temporarily great oh no they made me feel great yeah (laughs) but like why why isn't it that we're just like oh my god i can't eat enough broccoli i that's really great great question why doesn't it pump us up i think it has to go back to like the addictive properties of sugar and fat okay and how like they do actually like signify something in our brain that gives us endorphins and makes us happy i wonder where that comes from like through our just like the temporary like alcohol buzz that you get and then, you know, mm. then it plunges you down because we all know it's a downer. Boo. Get rid of that. I know. Why is, all right. So let me. Let it's me, not actually. They, they, <laughs> in, what was, when did they put someone on the moon? Sorry. Sidebar 60s. Here. I think it was 1969, right? I would have said 63, but you know what? I know Whoa. I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, let's go with 60s then. I think it was 69. <laughs> That's why I said 60s. I was trying to hedge my bets. We put a man on the moon and what, what are we talking about here? Six, 50, 50 years a little over 50 years ago, right? Yeah. And we can't make alcohol that d- isn't a downer. Like, give me the buzz. Yeah, but I think that's just the nature of I alcohol. don't care. Work it out. Work it out. You put a man in space on the moon. Make- but they do make alcohol. It's just non-alcoholic alcohol. <laughs> well, that doesn't help at all. No, it really doesn't. I just think uh, we're failing uh, if we can't do that. Okay, I tried to look up man on the moon, and then it's just showing me a bunch of movies and songs. <laughs> oh, gee. That's what you typed in? <laughs> Okay, good one. Um, yeah, I can't, I'm trying to think of an unpopular opinion that I might have. Uh, I'm sure you have them. I mean, think about something. I have, um, 1969, you were right. Huh. I'm trying I didn't to say I was confident in my answer. That's okay. It's. I mean, a lot of Americans, I was on. What is it? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire or whatever? Like, don't you'd be you have broke. To, yeah, I would have phoned a friend. A lot, I feel like a lot of Americans don't know some of the like the big. The big numbers, like the big history numbers. Okay, let's not. Yeah, no, but it's true. You, but no, you it's all, very, mu- it's very much you, true. You all talk about it. You're like, we're so bad at history and geography. I still knew it was the 60s, though. I mean, some people would have been like the 80s, possibly. Um, we should do that actually. That could be our, well, not that it's about food or booze, but um, 
Anyway, I wonder if anybody's taken alcohol on a shuttle into the, like, you know, into the space center, international space, whatever. Sure. We don't know that. We're no. going to find out, though. That would be, let's do that next You week. don't think they took beer on the mission? Well, I don't know. Mission? But would, be, would it be powdered would beer? It, would it explode? Yeah, exactly. Would it explode? I don't know. Maybe. It would definitely explode. The Russians definitely took vodka because they're not going to be. That would not explode because it's not carbonated. Not even space will separate Russians and their vodka. I actually really like vodka. Vodka gets a bad rap. Vodka's good, yeah. Um, you can get really good tasting vodka. I mean, people think that vodka is like tasteless and just like boring. And but you can, I mean, if you if you pay for it, if you go for like the higher, what are they called, top shelf? Oh yeah, like it's actually quite a nuanced spirit. Yeah, I got a, a vodka um, years ago when I was with my friends from a little. Have you ever heard of a little? You heard it all day, right? Yes. Okay. So I mean, it, I've heard of it, but I've never seen one or been uh, in one. So they're like, um, they're actually kind of. I always thought it was pronounced little. It, it might be, but we always <laughs> called it little right, okay. in Scotland. <laughs> and um, the so they're basically they're kind of they're they're uh, business. It's uh, like a Trader Joe's type of store, right, right? Kind of, but it's but it'll be rather than have like your Winn Dixie or your Publix, where you've got like fifty di- different types of tomato sauce you can choose from, or mm-hmm. pesto. They're just like, no, there's this one one type of tomato sauce, so they can mm-hmm. offer you more products. I was just about to say that must be really cost and effective. They, yeah, and they don't, ha- and all they have to do is concentrate on making their one tomato sauce. And, I mean, and, it's kind of like the Costco thing where they have Kirkland brand. Yeah, I was going to say mean, they, Kirkland. They obviously have other brands too, but if they only had Kirkland, that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, me and my friends used to buy this vodka from there in Scotland. And it was called Rachmaninoff Vodka okay. and, it, and it legit froze in the freezer. Oh dear. So that's how bad it was. That is really bad. Yeah. Did they cut it with water? Oh, we have no idea. I mean, alcohol can't freeze. So, I mean, there's got to be something. Well, no, well, to be clear, it was partially frozen, but it wasn't like slushy. Yes, it was slushy. So there was something. I mean, I put my absolute in the freezer and it does not does not go slushy. Right. Uh So we we never knew what we were drinking. We were. But it was cheap. Right. Interesting. It came in a beautiful bad hangover. Oh, no, I I don't remember. It's so long (laughs) ago. I don't even I can't remember those days. But um trying to think of an unpopular opinion of my own i i i i'll eat chicken that's past its sell-by date i'll just clean it and cook it and it's never bothered me okay so i have a question and about people that. would freak out I'm, about that. i'm a little um lenient with the sell-by date myself mm-hmm. i go by smell and if it smells really bad then i will not cook it what, that uh, that uh, that chicken smell when it's bad because people it's say really bad. People are like, it, it's a sour smell, and it like, and it and it's so. No, it's not sour though. It's like almost like sickly, like sweet and rotty. Oh God, I can't you know use that description. No, I definitely get. It's the, like the just, smell of death. It's literally the smell of rotting flesh. Well, I get the strong sour smell from it. Hmm. But uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, that's no, probably made people. Different. That's probably made people being quite ill. Sorry, um, but yeah. So I like I as long as it doesn't smell, and it's like a couple days past, mm-hmm. I'll just cook it. Yeah, me too. I just go by the sniff test. I just hate wasting food and waste it. Like one of my one of my biggest hates is is like, oh, I just had to throw away ten dollars worth of chicken, and I'm just like, that's ten dollars. It and, sucks. Yeah. Yeah, and avocados as well. The amount of oh. I throw out avocados for fun. You do keep them in the fri- in the fridge though, right? I don't. Okay, do do so. <laughs> do so why What's because the it deal? stops the the rotting process like if you put it i mean an avocado will last like three days on the counter and like two weeks in your fridge as long as you buy it un, unripe 
Like, you know, when you go and you buy your avocados and they're hard, right? Mm -hmm. And then you put them on your counter and like five days later, they're all soft and mushy messes and they're brown inside. Yes. If you put them in the fridge, uh -huh. they will slowly ripen in the fridge. Okay. And you'll be able to eat them like a week later, perfect okay. at the height of ripeness. Okay. The other problem is they sell them in such large quantities when you get the bags. So I'm just like, how am I going to get through six or whatever right so i made the a, fridge right yes now <laughs> now yeah but you said it takes a week but if i'm still eating, no, it doesn't take a week i mean it depends on the degree of ripeness obviously okay. if you have some avocados that are already ripe then you can eat them the next day right but just but stick them in the fridge sometimes they can be a little deceptive because i'll squeeze I them and, and then i'll be like this one's ready to go and do you know how you tell though you know that little like nubby Okay, you already know. Never we'll mind. tell everyone else. Well, okay, so if you if you remove the little nubbin at the top, it's like the little stem end. Looks like like um, an umbilical cord. Mm -hmm. I've never seen one of those either. <laughs> well, I mean, when a baby's born and they you cut the umbilical cord, they get a little scab. Unsubscribe, looks, <laughs> unsubscribe. <laughs> and it looks just like the nubbin of an avocado. So uh, anyway, it, it, okay, sorry. Um, so if you rub it off, if you if you take the little stem off, and and the avocado, like what, what's underneath is still kind of like white or like yellow. Mm -hmm. Then the avocado is still good. If it's brown, throw that thing away. I'd still cut it open just to see. I know. I hate mushy avocados. And plus it gets really gross. Like it just tastes nasty. It doesn't taste good at all. It's like a metallic taste in there. Yeah. It's just, and it's stringy. Yes. I hate it. It's and, gross. And it's mushy. I remember when I lived in um, Brooklyn, I saw well, I, well, I looked like just a regular avocado sitting on a, on the in the kitchen but what had happened is somebody had like eaten a half of a half and then put it back together. Oh no! And then left Wait, it. Half as, of a half. You know, just like taking a half and so eating. So how half. do you put it back together? If they just kind of like a quarter. They no, it was like you've got three quarters left, and they just kind of like rested on top of each other. Oh, and, okay. And put it back in like it was on the kitchen counter, oh. and it just looked like a completely fine avocado, right? And I was cleaning, and I went to pick it up, and obviously <laughs> it dropped out of my hand because it was two halves. And inside was all kinds of creatures. Oh, no. And it put me off avocados for a good long time. Do you think time. those creatures were there in, to begin with? I, I've always wondered because I'm like, well, how did a fly <laughs> get inside? Thing. Or yeah. were they there already? I have a funny story about a fly inside an avocado. <laughs> that old story. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? No, I really do. I was at a restaurant and they had this amazing avocado um, appetizer. It was like a kind of like a shrimp stuffed avocado. And, mm. um, so I was eating it and I got like down to like that. It was a half of an avocado or two halves of an avocado that were stuffed with crab meat or shrimp or something. And I was eating it. And then I noticed this little black thing that was like kind of resting in the hollow where the avocado pit was. Uh huh. And it was a fly. Oh my God. And I thought it was dead. Uh huh. Cause naturally if you find a fly in your food, you would think it was dead. Right. right. Oh no. It was just cold. Because it was in the fridge. Oh. And slowly it kind of like started to reanimate. Reanimate? And like. That's such a funny. And flipped over onto its feet uh -huh. and started crawling around. Yeah. The avocado. Oh my God. And then flew away. And what did you do? Well, I was just kind of watching. I don't remember we talked about this. I don't send food back. And I should have talked about this story mm. during that episode. <laughs> <laughs> did you just eat it no well no we didn't uh so I, I called the waitress over and i couldn't show her the fly live because it had already flown away so, <laughs> so i told her the story and she i mean i don't know whether she actually believed me or not i mean i 
honest to God, this happened. It would be a weird story to make up. Exactly. I mean, especially the reanimation part, which actually really did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but they comped the the appetizer. So, I mean, I was happy. I mean, I didn't get sick from it or anything. I have always just kept eating. Yeah. I mean, it's just a fly, y'all. Like flies, if you're at a picnic, fly lands on your food. Yeah. It's the same thing. Exactly. Is it not? Yeah, I'm not worried about flies at just, all. But it was actually, it was just the whole, the whole, just watching it kind of like walk around and oh, then God. fly away. That was the best part. That's disgusting. I mean, it is disgusting, well, it's but it's not also really funny. But it is funny. I, I like reanimation. It's funny when people say that. Well, when an animal, you know. No, it really was. It was cold. It was frozen. It was, Sorry. I mean, it was frozen with legs up in the air. Uh-huh. And then it flipped over on its front and started like doing a little fly walk and then flew away. Bizarre. It's totally I, bizarre. Um, I had something to add about the avocado thing. Yeah, what was that? The we I watched The Bachelor on Monday night. Yeah, as is customary. Oh, actually, we saw one, a, a Bachelor contestant at um, Sir does in uh, did see in Mobile, Alabama, the other day. Um, not impressed. Can't even remember his, <laughs> what's his name. I don't know. You're the anyway, one that watches the show. The, he was the really rude one. Anyway, oh, he was rude. You didn't tell me that. Well, he got. He was on the show. He's from. Daphne and he was on the show. Oh, I didn't know he was from and Daphne. He, and he told yeah, the, he sense. told the woman he got into like an argument with her and he said, "This is why you're the oldest bachelorette ever." And oh, and then they got into it and he was just kind of awful. Anyway, he hangs out there in Mobile and he yeah he just I don't know. Anyway, I was watching the Bachelor Monday. I have no night. opinion because I've never seen it. Yeah, it's not. It's funny. It, I watch it because it's so outrageous as a well. I mean, show. it is totally outrageous. But don't you think? I mean, as like a, a romance show, isn't it just a little too outrageous or is is, is that the appeal? Uh, all is, th- This is why I watch it, just because it's Monday night. Monday nights are boring. Uh, my neighbor True. my neighbor watches a few people. Other people go around. She makes us dinner. Thank you, Catherine Quackenbush. Quack. And uh, and it's just a bit of fun, but it is the opposite of romance. Well, that's what I'm. I mean, that's kind but, of why I never watched it. I was just, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, but if like you dating, if, or do you ever watch Love Is Blind? That thing just like threw me. No. So it's the whole the whole concept is that people are um, shut up into these little like cubicles, and they only get to talk to each other. They never get to see each other. And then there's like marriage proposals at the end. Oh, oh yes, and it is ridiculous. It's crazy. Oh, the yeah. whole the whole thing's gross. And anyway, the 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 woman from the last show, she she was on there, and she's like, "I'm I'm looking." Sorry, this is not about food or booze. Although they do get we we got off on a little tangent, and we'll be back. They do get faced constantly on the show, and they just do outrageous. Wouldn't stuff. you have to? Yeah, you would honestly, but there must be contestants that just don't want to. Are not drinkers, for example, but um. Uh, yeah, the last one she got proposed to like midway through the show, which is unheard of, I'm told. Because you have to wait for the rose ceremony, right? And all that. Shit. So she just got proposed to by one of the guys, and that was it. They left, and now they <laughs> and and that was like three months ago. And guess That's what happened? They broke up. Oh, you yeah. don't say. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I was at I was watching The Bachelor Monday, and uh, my friend Joe Judge. Interesting guy, born in Thailand, lives, cool. lives in Mobile now, lived all over. Anyway, he brought some avocado, sorry, some, uh, oh my God. <laughs> he brought some guacamole. Avocado, avoc- yeah. Yeah, he brought 
so I love guacamole. Guacamole, and he left all the 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 seeds or the pits. You he, have to the stone. Well, I didn't know this. This was a revelation to me, and I've never really seen it before. You've just been mistreating avocados your whole life. I know. I really, just leaving them on the counter, not keeping the pits in. That wasn't me, but I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to avocados <laughs> for everything I've done. You should. I don't want to be cancel cadoed. Anyway, so he left the pits in. Um, there's another interesting thing about his guacamole. He uh, put a ton of cream cheese in there and mixed it all in. Ever heard of that? I no, def- I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm vehemently opposed to that. Well, he did I mean, it. props to Joe. It was very right? good. Very, but then it's good. not guacamole. What is it? Avocado dip. Get, uh, avocado cream cheese dip. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Although there was this whole... Um, uh, like controversy, like people got up in arms because some food uh, website published a recipe that was like guacamole with peas. Like you could put like mashed peas. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of feel the same way about that as I do about cream cheese and guacamole. I mean, again, I'm sure it was delicious because cream cheese makes everything better. I know. I know. Um, but the pea thing, it feels like it's just filler. So you'd have to put, you, you know, you. I mean, that kind of isn't that normal with cream cheese. I know. I think he put the cream cheese. He made, first of all, he made way too much. That was an insane amount of uh, guacamole. Like it was just unbelievable. Avocado cream cheese spread. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to give, <laughs> I'm going to take your feedback to him. And um, I'm just kidding. It's fine. No, I mean, I think you might have a point there. I don't know how much he used, but. I mean, yeah, if you put like a tablespoon, then that's one thing. But if you're putting a whole brick of cream cheese in it, then it transforms it into not guacamole. Okay. That's just my unpopular opinion. Right. Well, uh, He's the same person that said that classical pesto was the premier pesto on the shelf. Oh, darling. Uh, of what, you know, and, and so when you hear things like that, can you really trust them? And, and Well, I mean, honestly, if you go to the store, there's really not a lot of options when it comes to that's pesto. That's true. But here, I'm here to I mean, say, I'm not defending him because I just make my own pesto. Right. You know, you, you do that. Other people, you know, they get, as soon as they see how much it costs for uh, pine nuts, they're just like, oh. I know pine nuts are insane. They're like, I'll just. I hate that. Somebody I know is making a walnut pesto and I'm like. I don't do that. changing the flavor because I don't want to taste walnuts. No, it's my, pine nuts. Um, but anyway. But to, I also go to like three different stores to find the cheapest pine nuts. Mm-hmm. Because that's me. Because they're too expensive. They are very expensive. But yeah, uh, Kirkland pesto. I have not actually had that one. Is the number one pesto out there right now, in my opinion. Okay. And uh, I'll have to try it. And I just want Joe to know that. But yeah, have you got any other? I mean, we've. Yes, I have one more that I thought was interesting. Salami does not belong in a Cuban. And I actually have never had a Cuban sandwich that had salami on it. So I thought that was a really interesting opinion. Wait, what was the opinion? That salami does not belong on a Cuban, like a Cuban sandwich. <sighs> I mean, Cuban sandwich is usually pork, ham. Uh, some sort of cheese, mm-hmm. like Swiss cheese. I I have a thing about Swiss cheese because it also tastes like farts. Um, I'm not a huge fan. It just it, there's a there's an aroma there that I can't get past. Chemical flavor. Um, oh, we also chicken breast is the worst part of the bird. I thought that was a really good um, like dark meat versus white meat mm, kind of thing. I can see that it's a little fleshy. I like, I love a grilled chicken breast. Like that's one of my favorite go-tos for dinner. Mm -hmm. But I like a chicken thigh. I like chicken legs. I mean, fried chicken legs is the only thing I eat of the fried chicken. So You don't eat regular fried chicken? No, because I don't like it when it presses against my face. You mean all the crust? Just in general. Like I can eat a chicken leg without it touching my cheeks. I cannot eat a chicken thigh or a chicken 
breast fried without it touching any part of my face. Who cares? You just don't want to have to be wiping yourself. I just don't like the feeling of it. Like, I don't like putting my skin on chicken fat. Um, I think that's reasonable, although it's not something. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't. Once you get that aroma and you get the first taste, I mean, it's delicious. I you, love fried chicken. It's one of my favorite foods. But then you stop caring about no, it being I don't, on your face. I, I never stop. Then caring. you don't love it enough. <laughs> okay, you don't love no, it. I enough. actually just really love chicken legs. <laughs> like I love the one handedness of it. I love the, and I actually like chicken wings too because I can do the same thing. I can like, I can also eat like yeah. a chicken wing. Just like put it in my mouth and like, yeah, done. Um, so I just don't, I don't, I just don't need my cheeks pressed up against it. Uh, yeah, okay. I see what you mean. I have some, I have substantial cheeks too. So I feel like I'm a little more cheekier than a lot of people. <laughs> well, I had to stop eating fried chicken because of the old high cholesterol. Yeah. Sorry. I know we keep bringing that up. It's worth bringing up all the time. So people are aware that it can happen to anybody, even the most handsome Scottish people. <laughs> Sean Connery's got no, he's dead. You uh, oh McGregor, God. that was R.I.P. Yes, R.I.P. Peanut butter is gross. I love peanut butter. That that was another opinion. Somebody said peanut butter was gross. Mm. I do not. I do not condone that opinion or accept it. Actually, no, I accept her opinion because it's her opinion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I don't necessarily feel the same. Way. Once in a blue moon, I'll be like, yeah, I'll have a little peanut butter on some toast or whatever. But. Th- th- and sometimes I enjoy the, the the organic stuff that's just peanuts and a little oil. And then mm. sometimes I enjoy the bad stuff that's full of sugar. Yeah, that's my thing. But uh, I've got d- decaying tubs of peanut butter in my house and I just don't have no interest in them. Interesting. I love peanut butter. Yeah. It's one of my favorite snacks. There's a lot of banana hate. People do not like bananas because of the texture. Um, oh, I'm and kind, the taste. I'm half on and board. And the smell and the peel. I mean, people went off on bananas. Like, really? I actually felt bad for bananas. I almost, like, tried to defend them. Um, I used to like them when they had a little bit of brown on them and a little taste. My children will not eat a banana with any brown on it, and it's very difficult to find that sweet spot. Uh, yeah, so I, a little green and a little yellow, that's what I'm aiming for. But honestly, I don't buy them anymore. Same reason I don't buy avocados is that I forget it's Because you put them on the counter, and then, like, you you look again, and they're ready for banana bread. Yeah, and I've got tons of chopped up uh, pieces of banana in my f- freezer, <laughs> and I have no interest in making banana bread. It's just I love that banana bread. I just don't want to throw it away, so it's so all there. Good. But also, um, a ban- I remember when I was in high school, I got injured or I had like a strain, and the t- the, the the teacher was like, "You got to have a banana because apparently, oh yeah, the potassium." Yeah, exactly. So I didn't know that, and um, also bananas can uh, elevate your mood. Oh, did you know? Did you know? So bananas are the only food that you can eat that will relieve both your constipation and your diarrhea. Uh, well, I've had. OK. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was on the brat diet. Did you know that, though? Like if you're constipated, you're supposed to eat bananas. And if you have diarrhea, you're supposed to eat bananas. Like it's like, a, how does that work? I don't know. How do, It's like a it's like a magic thing. Just call in if you know, because um, <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, I've I've got a love hate relationship with bananas. I like them, but you know. Do you know what? I, do you know what phase I've been going through recently? What? Just eating tons of garlic, putting putting it with everything, just throwing it everywhere. No, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, garlic's t- amazing, but like, when you do you mean like eating it raw? No, I'll take. But I will like if I'm. This what did I do the other day? I made. I actually made three chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. I think they were chicken breasts, and uh, I just took because I I buy the peeled garlic. 
Oh, already no. peeled, right? There's no like, it's That's just precious. completely raw. Thank you. I didn't used to do that, but it's so easy. It is very convenient. Do you mean you buy it like chopped or do you buy the, the cloves the that cloves. are just in like the jar? The cloves. And I just threw like 10 cloves in with the, the three chicken breasts and they cooked up real nice, a little golden brown. And I just ate them all. And they were... You should have thrown another 30 in there and then you'd have chicken with 40 garlic cloves, which is an actual recipe. Get out of here. I swear to God, Google it. Okay. It's chicken with 40 garlic cloves. Well, that actually raises a very funny story of mine when I was in Edinburgh at college and I was going to cook a big chicken for our, um, for the three, the four of us that lived in this house. Mm-hmm. And I read the recipe wrong. I think you told us the story. Oh, did I? And, it was a long time ago. And it said, put in five cloves of garlic and I put in five bulbs of garlic. Just stuffed. <laughs> Which would have been about 40 cloves. So yeah, you're good. I, I guess. And I just stuffed it in there and everyone was like. Oh, well, you put it inside the. Yeah, I just threw it right in. in like the, in, in the, the cavity. Yes. Oh, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. And then so we we cooked it. Everyone ate it and nobody got a hint of the garlic whatsoever. That's actually very surprising. Yeah, but here's well, here's what happened next. It went in the fridge and the next day oh. it, had, it was everywhere. But it still yeah. tasted delicious. Yeah, because garlic is amazing. Right. So. I just, here's the deal. It says, don't like it. it says five cloves, go for 40. No, really, it's a recipe. I'm not kidding. Yeah, no, and no one's going to complain. And, oh, here's the thing. What do you think of uh, uh, chicken Kievs? I like chicken Kiev. I mean, I don't necessarily like make it for dinner. Yeah, but it's very fussy. You get the kind of, no, some people get the frozen one that's had like the, the, the sauce injected into it, into the middle of it. And it's already like, it's a custom made hollow. And I'm like, this is way too much manufacturing. No, no, no. I mean, I've made it before. Yeah. Like pounded it out, stuffed it, like done the whole thing. And yeah. it's delicious, but it's, a. I mean, for your, you know, cholesterol, it's not really good. No. Right. But it is totally. delicious. So there was some... Are you done with unpopular opinions? I mean, I could go on um, uh, for much longer, but tell me what you want to talk about. No, I read in the news. Uh, well, first of all, just I just want to really just say this. Did anybody know that there was a lot of yeast in pickles? No, actually, Johnny um, informed us that pickles are yeast sponges. And that was really interesting visual. Yeah. Because anything that's fermented technically has yeast. It's obviously not the kind of yeast that you add to it and mm-hmm. like to rise. Um, which is what I think of yeast as in like rapid rise yeast, you know, to bake bread. But um, yeah, I mean, champagne has yeast like. Right. Yeah. I'm just shocked. Um, and then the other thing is in the news, I saw that Alab- is Alabama allowing alcohol deliveries? I did see that. So is it from. I was in- uncl- I was fuzzy on the details of like where uh, or like who could deliver or whether it was all it was liquor or whether it was just wine because I belonged to like one of those wine subscription things. Of course you did. Of course I did. But I had to go to the nearest like ABC and pick it up. Like it had to be shipped there. And how much did they charge you for handling it? Or was there any? No, there was no, it was not. It was not any extra. So that's so stupid. What a waste of time. Like just send it to my house. Was was Well, because it was illegal. But that was the what? way that they, you know. No, I understand it's illegal. Legally. No, I'm saying. Yeah, no, I don't mean you, what you do. Was a waste of time. <laughs> Their law is a waste of time is what I mean. Oh, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, we had a didn't we have like a anti high gravity beer law for like years and years and years and years and years. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, back in the early early 2000s, late 2000s, we couldn't, uh, like in Alabama, you could not buy any beer that was higher uh, ABV than like 5% or something. Oh my gosh. But you could drink vodka. 
Right. Of course. <laughs> Whiskey and bourbons. Yeah. Right. So then they got that like overturned or whatever, you know, not There's, overturned, but they, you know, passed a, a law that allowed it, I guess. That's so weird. I know. But yeah, I think it's allowed now. But I, I'm, I wonder if, it's, if you're allowed to order from out of state or is this is, is the delivery thing like, oh, I'm just going to call up like the local supplier in Alabama of something and they can deliver it directly to my house. Or can I have something delivered from New York or whatever? That's what I don't know. About. I don't know. I tried to, um, my, a friend of mine in New, this is when we were in New York, so it's not really an Alabama story, but we, I, I had a friend come over from Scotland and bring over this, uh, alcohol called Buckfast. Buckfast? Yeah, Buckfast. And it comes from Buckfast. It's an alcohol or a beer? It's an alcohol. It's like a, it's called a, it's called tonic wine. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, like it's a malt liquor kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if it's malt, like I'll have to look that up. I, like a wine cooler? What's a wine cooler? Uh, like I would consider White Claw or like, um, you know, Smirnoff oh, Ice or anything to be like a wine cooler. No, no, or this, like this, malt alcohol. this almost seemed like wine. Huh. Okay. Um, and I think, well, I know for a fact that it's actually made by, it continues to be made by monks in England and in, in, in Devon at Buckfast Abbey. And, oh, wow. And it, and it's, a and it doesn't sell very, or I don't know how well it sells, but it's very popular in Scotland mm -hmm. as opposed to England, even though it's from England. Because it contains, it's 15% alcohol, but the caffeine content is bananas. So it's like jolt for wine. Yes. So it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and what happened in Scotland was, is, um, before I get back to what happened in New York, what happened in Scotland was it used to be served in glass bottles, right? Mm -hmm. So Like wine bottles? Like yeah, big like bottles? A, like okay. a, wine, a regular wine bottle. And kids, I say kids, but like young people would drink it. And they would get some people, some people, not everybody, but some people would get in fights with the bottle, you know, and it became a weapon. So the government was like, all right, you buck fast. Or actually they said all alcohol in this size has to not wine, okay. but like alcohol like this has to be sold in a plastic bottle. So they, they started selling a plastic <laughs> So you don't crush somebody over the head with Yes. It. And there was a study. I don't know if the study is exactly correct. But they, they went into one of these like uh, young offenders institutions in Scotland and there was like 150 kids there, say, right? A mm -hmm. hundred of them or, or so were in there for things they'd done while hammered on this particular <laughs> alcohol. So maybe right? they were right in, uh, you know, passing that law. What? Which one? The one where they you couldn't combine booze and caffeine? <laughs> well, that one, that one too. Yeah. Right. Well, no, they were dead right in passing it. But of the hundred that had used the the buckfast or the bottle to commit or to hurt somebody, or maybe maybe not. No, wait, a hundred that were in there because they were drunk on buckfast. Something like eighty five of them had actually used the the bottle as the weapon. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so I got a bottle. Do you think of it. it was? Ca do you? <laughs> of course you did. Do you think it's the caffeine content? Do you think it like amps people up? Is that like? Do you think if there wasn't yeah. caffeine in it, it wouldn't have resulted in Probably. all of those? Probably. Okay. It's like the four local thing that you know they they did. I don't see. I missed that. I don't even yeah. know what that. I mean, I know what it is, but I I totally missed that whole. I was probably yeah. having babies or something. It was an extremely strong alcohol that just was pumped full of caffeine, and it was also marketed. Towards like younger college, people? college kids. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's a really, and you know, it's the, the the cans are not expensive; they're enormous. It's an easy way to get. Yeah, I've never had that. Yeah, well, they banned it here, so you can still buy four local, but you can't get the caffeine. But now, what you can do is you can just buy a five-hour energy and then a four local, and you drink them together and become a, a madman or woman, madman or woman, or both. You could be. I both. mean, it's like when, I mean, I guess it's like Red Bull and vodka probably started that. Exactly. So anyway, just, Red Bull does not taste good. To I me. love it. Really? Yes. I, I mean, get a I do. Free one. 
I drink the sugar-free one sometimes, but it just the it has like this weird um metallic taste to it. So I just finished that the Buckfast thing. So I got a friend of mine came over to well, he moved to New York and I said, bring two bottles of Buckfast. I just like people to try it. We're, we're not I'm not so saying, flying with it. Yes, you can I mean, you can bring it in. Okay. And, you know, I don't know if you have to declare it or how that works, but he brought Usually two, not when you bring it in if you're not bringing it out. Yeah, well, he brought he brought in two bottles and uh you typically uh, it comes in different sizes. Those are like that 775 milliliters, 750 milliliters. Seven, yeah, like a wine bottle. Yeah, and he brought it in and we shared it among everybody. And I remember and the, we actually ended up driving to Charleston and we drank it and everybody was having such a great time because of it. My friend, I'm not going to name him because he won't, he won't be named. He got on the phone. I said, they don't, I don't think they sell it in America. He said, they must sell it in America. This is America. They have to sell it. <laughs> the land of the free. And he was calling around all the supermarkets like, dude, it's made by monks in England. They don't sell it at Winn-Dixie. No, they don't. And so he, he got, he got an import export license in New York. Right. And he looked and into having hilarious. it imported into New York. And then all these problems, start, all this red tape started. <laughs> well, one for one, the law. <laughs> That's what I meant. Because <laughs> you couldn't combine the alcohol with the caffeine. And then it just became ridiculously expensive. Yeah. But we could shift. So I'm sure we could sell that easily in anywhere, any big Interesting. city. Anyway. I would like to try it. Yeah, I'll try and get hold of another bottle. Um, last thing. Well, we've got 15 more minutes, but... Uh, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Yeah, it's Fat Tuesday. Yeah, and you, um, I think you know more about Mardi Gras than I do. Well, I mean, what do you mean? Like the history? Well, you've been here longer. I have. And it's, yeah, I mean, obviously because of the pandemic, we're not doing um, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras. um, But you can still celebrate. I mean. You can. Eat some king cake. And and it'll be on. Drink a hurricane. Fat Tuesday. What? Do you know what the history is with Fat Tuesday? Like why they call it Fat Tuesday? I think I used to know and I've forgotten. Um, oh, oh wait, wait, wait! Is it so? The, it's it's Lent. It's the day before Lent. You get to indulge. Yeah, I mean the the Mardi Gras, the Carnival season is you know a time where we get to let loose and you know get everything out before you give up your indulgences for Lent for forty days before Easter. So it's totally it's Catholicism, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a big Catholic town. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it is, that's what it is. I mean, even if you don't necessarily give something up for Lent, right. people still, you know, participate in. Oh, Fat Tuesday. Well, yeah. Oh, no, the, what happens in Mobile is people take, they go crazy on Fat Tuesday and then they don't give anything up. With sundown, yeah, I mean, at sundown on, on Fat Tuesday, that is it. Like, it's not midnight, it is when the sun goes down, uh-huh. the fasting starts. Right, but nobody's doing it in my like. From what I can tell, nobody's doing. No, it. I mean there are people who are very serious about their Lent. I'll do Lent, but I have. To, uh, I'll pick. Well, I'll tell you this is a good little Lent story for y'all. I don't like giving things up. <laughs> well, that's where I'm going to get to. Well, I'll, I'll tell this quick story first. I gave up tea and coffee one year, and it was way harder than giving up alcohol yeah, or mean, whatever. It was seriously difficult. Did you just do it just to do it, or did you do it because you thought it was going to somehow like make you healthier? You no, know, I just picked something I thought would be a challenge. There was no health yeah. related thing. I was young. I was like in my twenties. You know, indestructible. Could nothing could happen to me. And I was like, I need a challenge. <laughs> and I managed it. And I was drinking like a coffee substitute, like. Um, Whatever those are. Which is probably worse for you. Possibly. I didn't even look into it. What is it. a coffee substitute? It, it, what do you mean? It, is it ch- chicory? 
Is that a thing? I only know of like Cafe du Monde coffee with chicory. I don't know that you could actually just drink chicory. I might, I might be wrong, but people kept – and then I drank Rubus tea. That's uh, tea. It's you No, know, but it's made from a bark of a tree. There's no – Oh, you mean like you, you gave up black tea? Like you could, yes. you could drink Sorry. herbal tea. I, I, I gave up black tea and uh, – Okay. Yeah, and then I, I suppose the aim was caffeine, but I didn't have any like real, I, problem where I was like, oh, I'm jittery or I'm anxious. I just thought that – I find that be, very interesting. Well, I thought you it would be – You seem to like, like to give things up just to give them up. Well, yeah, it's just a challenge. I mean, not all the time, though. Like, uh, I did try January, and I was like, you know, that this is this is probably a good thing. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, one year, I was like, I was kind of, th- it's kind of a sad story, actually. I was living with a woman in Sweden, and uh, we broke up. And I went back Aww. I went back to Scotland, kind of with my tail between my legs kind of thing. Like, really, I was like, kind of like, ashamed or whatever. And then Lent came up. And this was back in two, so it would be Lent 2012. And I was, and I was going through like a real dramatic phase. Okay. And that's not all the time. This was like really dramatic. This was like buck fast dramatic. Got it. Okay. And I was like, you know, I did that whole thing. It's like, well, I've given up so much already this, uh, you know, in the last year. So I'm going to take something up. So what I did is I made a list of 40 people that, you know, were uh, that I was thankful for or done something nice Aww, for me. Or yeah, so you make a list. I mean, it's amazing how quickly you'll you struggle to get to the, like you're being like, well, I like that English teacher back in, <laughs> you know, 12th grade or whatever. And uh, so I made up this list of 40 people and I wrote to them all. And uh, Aww, yeah. all of them? Did they write back? Um, Wait, why is it sad? Or just because you... Well, it was sad. sad because the circumstances... Were and, dramatic. Yeah, a little dramatic, but... um. I remember a lot of people um, com- contacted me back uh-huh. uh, rather than write back. You know, they like send an email or they would see, they would text me or they would come and got visit it. me, that kind of thing. So everybody, not, not everybody acknowledged. I don't even know if everyone got the letter. I wrote to one woman. Right, because you don't even know if they've moved or like whatever. Right. And I wrote to one person I met in Senegal and who this woman that worked in a hotel who's just really nice to me. And, t- oh. and like, how did you have her address? Uh, I just wrote to the hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, she probably didn't get that. Well, she might have done. I mean, it was only a year after I visited. But oh, okay. I thought it was like, yeah, yeah I gotcha. But yeah, I wrote to all the, but the thing was, um, you know, you want it to be meaningful. So you spend all this time writing the letter and I was like, ooh, this is time consuming. Because there was one letter that took me eight days to write. Wow. So I had to be like, all right, I'm going to limit it to like A5 paper now and <laughs> one side. So it just had to start being like nice notes. Right. Um, a note but, rather than a letter. Yeah, so that's a good idea for, for Lent. Um, yeah, I think that's adorable. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean that condescendingly. No, I think that is adorable. It's one of my peak Well, moments. sometimes when people say, like, that's adorable, like, it comes off across. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, but that would, that like, if really I hit tr- myself, you'd be like, that's adorable. No, that would actually just be gross. Yeah, okay, you're right. Um, but, no, yeah, back to, uh, so, Mobile... Fat Tuesday. Yeah, that was quite a tangent. Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. That's what I do. That's why I'm here. <laughs> um, it's going to be a blowout. There'll be a lot. I mean, it, there's it, not going to be a blowout. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, there's well, there's no point like like pretending that people aren't going to flood the streets. They will. I mean, sure. Yes, we. I, I, yeah. The mayor's closing streets for the purpose of people to gather. Sure, outside safely. Outside safely, but yes. you better believe that the bars will be open. No. And I think that, like, you know, as long as we can do it in a safe way, I think that that's awesome. There's definitely a way to do it. I'm not, by the way, I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm just saying, hey, we're going to have a big Sure. I mean, I, I think it's one of those things where, like, I, you know, 
I, I don't think you can stop people from celebrating Mardi Gras. Like, <laughs> no, you can't. And if you tried, they would just go somewhere else. Right. And so like for people to just do it in a safe parameter, like where, you know, they're either masked inside or outside and, you know, You're social right. distance. Like, that's great. You, the last thing you want to do is say, les bon temps relay. Right. Thank you. Um, the last thing you want to do is force people inside. So, exactly. So, and then, and then some people were complaining, I believe I heard some words, some people out of hospitals are like, this is going to be a super spreader event. And of course it might be, I don't, I, you know, I'm not a scientist, but like, and they're like the, the mayor, uh, he closed all the streets to encourage it. And I was like, well, here's the Let's problem. Not, yeah. They're going to gather on the street anyway. So you might as well stop cars from plumbing into them. So sure. he was in a, he was like, was it catch 20? Catch 22. Catch 22. Sorry. <laughs> catch 20. I was about to say a catch 2020. Um, <laughs> Well, that's actually accurate too. Um, but yeah, so it's like that's that's the issue. Although it is 2021 now, but it, I mean, doesn't it all feel like it's all just a little extension of 2020? Yeah, it's all a big schmoosh. Um, and you know, we're in charge of dates. Why don't we just cancel like one? We just that's just 2020 again, or or is it good that we just move on? I think we need to move on. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, we definitely just need to like. I mean, if we could fast forward to like 2024, is that what you're trying to do? I mean, I'm not trying to do it. I know it's not like possible but did you say it's not really possible <laughs> because i don't think it is possible at all you don't believe in time travel no but i have a couple of friends that believe in all that alternative dimension stuff um you don't i do not okay well maybe oh, we'll, we'll have to chat about that later all right send me your <laughs> send me your peer-reviewed study on alternative universes no i don't really actually believe in that i was kidding no i don't think you were i was kidding yeah, okay i liked interstellar I don't even know what that is. Is it a book or a movie? It's a movie. Or a show? Because <laughs> we don't it's know. A, it's a movie. Watch it. It'll blow your mind and it's scientifically accurate. And you still don't believe in time travel? It's not about time travel. Oh, it's about it. how time slows down in certain parts of the universe. Which is alternate universes. No, it's not. It's this universe. Yeah, I haven't even seen it. And okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> Although, to bring it back to food and alcohol, which Please is what do. this podcast is about. It is. I didn't see anybody in that movie eat or drink. Well, that's sad. I think it's just a movie thing. So you see it, you know, constantly. No one sleeps. No one eats. That no just sounds like a ridiculous movie. It's actually really good. I might watch it tonight. Um, but yeah, I meant to tell you all, I'm drink. I don't want to like, you know, they're not paying us to do this, but Dogfish Head Sea Quench Ale is... Are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. It's I really like sour things. So it is very sour. I think it says um, lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. I don't know what a black lime is, but I would love to know that. Oh, I, I've you never seen a black lime before? No. I think it's where it's been like um, fermented or dried or something. I have no idea what that is. I've There's never also, heard of it in my life. Have you heard of black garlic? Yes. Okay. I think it's something similar, something like that. Okay. We'll We'll bring that back to you next week. Call in if you know. Uh, what else are we, do, are we finished with Mardi Gras? Does it finish on Tuesday? That's it. Yeah, over? that's it. How do you not know this? I'm asking you. <laughs> I kind of have an idea. Yes. No, Mardi Gras well, ends on sundown, Fat Tuesday today. It's over. And then everyone goes to church on Ash Wednesday. And Are start, you going to church on Ash Wednesday? Ca Catholics go to church on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> are you going to church on Ash Wednesday? I'm not Catholic. But you can still go. I'm not Catholic. Oh, whatever. No, I, it's, I mean, no. I, I'm going. Okay, you can go. I'm, I mean, have I, fun. I'm, I mean, they told me there'd be wine there, so. 
and tiny biscuits. They do cookies. have tiny biscuits. Uh, um, but no, and then and, and everyone starts to give up what they want to give up, even though they just did dry January. So. Okay, let's go back to the Lent thing. What are you going to do for Lent this year? Can you do an alcohol or a booze th- or food thing? Or is I that mean, not in your I mind? I just, I don't like depriving myself. I find that when I deprive myself of something, I tend to, when I can have it, I like binge it. And I don't want to do that. So I'm just not like... I'm going to give up self-doubt. Oh my gosh. That's deep. I know, right? How do you do it? How, take, take us through how you give up self-doubt. <laughs> well, every time you find yourself self-doubting, you remember, hey, I gave this up for Lent. Stop it. Right. But you that that requires constant policing. This is turning into like a psychological podcast. I, you Psych- know, I exactly. I mean, you just have to constantly police yourself. I would rather give up self-doubt than give up chocolate or alcohol mm-hmm. or coffee. Yeah. Or any of the things that I love and that bring me great pleasure. Well, Self-doubt doesn't bring me pleasure. It actually does the opposite. So why not give it up? Totally. Uh, it's, it's just the reminder is the hard part. Um, you're going to need you're going to need post-it notes. I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to need to put post-it notes in different places. Reminders in my phone. Yeah. Reminders in your phone. Um, and there's this, have you ever heard of, oh, this is way off topic, but have you heard of, uh, sorry, everybody. Because we've never done that before. I know. Uh, neuroplasticity. That sounds like a plastic surgery. It's not. Uh, neuroplasticity is uh, a pr- scientifically proven uh, idea that um, the more that you think, or it's not always to do with thinking, it's to do with oh, habits I and things like this. You can literally train yourself yeah. to not do something anymore. Yes. But, you ha- but it requires this enormous amount of policing and literally your brain quite literally changes. Mm-hmm. And it's st- like, so well, I, st- I have heard of that. I just didn't know the name of yeah, it. Yeah. It's called neuroplasticity and it's quite amazing. So, Hey, look, let's bring it back to food. If you're out there and you've got problems with alcohol or food, yep. there is a way out of it. And you know, I'm not a doctor cause I know that there's certain addictions and we're not giving any medical advice. We're not giving medical advice and there's certain addictions you can't just overcome with neuroplasticity, but there are some things you can, you can help by staying like, you know, so do you just on. like try to think of something else or do you do something else? Like what, is, what it, it, do you try to distract it, it, yourself? It's just a period of constant policing. You have to, th- it's basically take, it just takes over your life for, you know, a period of time until you stop doing it. I can give you a real live example. But tell me what you think of or try to think of instead of what you're trying not to think you of. You don't you don't need to not think of it. You just you just have to say I'm not going to do that anymore. You okay, so you're self affirmations. Yeah, so yeah. so for example, I bit my nails for years. For shame. I think I bit my nails today. Yeah, I bite my nails. I used to bite my nails all the time. <laughs> but I decided when I heard about neuroplasticity, this would be a good way to practice this theory well it's they say it's proven and i just every time my brain was just like don't do that and i just stop and now i don't even think about my nails they don't even go near my like occasionally i'll they'll be near my mouth but i don't bite them and i haven't done for a long time interesting maybe maybe six months now cool and anyway yeah you can use it for all kinds of things you know so you go we're way off topic (laughs) uh but we're all running we have we have run out of time and uh Ju- hopefully Jules will be back and, yes uh, as we, miss we, her. we said before we miss her and um thanks for listening thank you for listening again yes whoever sure. you are whoever you are the, <laughs> the three people that you are what's well, with us one and a half okay bye everyone Bye-bye. thanks for listening subscribe rate and review wherever you get your podcasts follow us on our social handles ig facebook and twitter and please share with a friend And we'll see you next week.